Hi, I'm Leanne. I'm a light worker and a mother to three special girls. I strive to continue learning, growing, and to collect new skills. I'm a psychic medium, Reiki master teacher, and a Kashuk record reader and energy healer. I am so excited to share what I've learned and what I'm going to learn and the ups and downs of life. Thank you for joining me on my journey. Welcome to Life of a Lightworker podcast. Hello, this week I have Allison on as a guest. She is the other half to Soul Star Energy Collective. I talked to Mandy last week on the podcast. Allison is an intuitive reader, healer, and medium. She has learned how to read energy, work in the Akashic Records, perform shamanic and galactic healings, and she is a certified Reiki practitioner. She absolutely loves sharing this amazing and transformative energy with others through readings and healings, along with empowering others to harness their own intuitive abilities by leading and teaching. Thank you for joining me as we learn more about Allison. Thank you so much for being with me today, Allison. Yay! I'm so excited. Oh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. And uh, yeah, I just love talking to you. I I had talking to you. I had your other half uh, on. It'll be the week before that this one airs. So it's going to be a lovely little uh, tasting like of you. Bringing guys. us back to, it's bringing us back to when we first met, <laughs> right? I'm like, I think you exactly. met with Mandy first, and then you met with me when that program. So that's kind of oh cool. God. It is. That is how I didn't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God. That's amazing. I guess that's the way it had to be. It had to be that way. It had to be. Oh my God. I love love that that. so much. Perfect. I am. Synchronicities all over the place. I love synchronicities. They're the best. (laughs) Nothing gets you more excited and gets the little spark flowing, like noticing all these little signs. You just like, it's all juicy and delicious. It does. (laughs) It's all juicy and delicious. You totally sound like my counterpart. (laughs) She loves her descriptive words. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. it. So I want to know a little bit more about you. Okay. I know I listen to the podcast, of course. (laughs) So I do know a bit about you for as you guys love to share. Yes. But there's some maybe more detailed things or going more in depth that maybe you don't think is interesting that I want to know. Okay. So like I was like what part? So like, I want to talk. Well, I want to start with your childhood. Okay. And kind of work through go through your journey from there. Ooh, so first, so fun. where did you grow up? Oh, okay. Um, I grew up in Mississauga, Ontario. So that is where my stomping grounds were. Did you stay there your whole childhood? Yep. Yep. Is your, does your family still live there? Um, so I have some family. So basically, yeah. So I grew up there. I think it was early 20s that I ended up 
coming out to Victoria with my grandma um, just for like a six month stint. I, we, my aunt and uncle were out here and I knew my parents wanted to retire in Victoria. Um, and we were always just such a close family. So it was kind of like, well, you can't go to Victoria without us. Um, so I remember um, coming out for six months. I lived with my Nana next to my, my aunt and uncle and I just went to college. And then when I got back to Ontario, my sister had broken up with a boyfriend and it was like, okay, if this is going to happen, it needs to happen now before we meet significant others, right? We're early 20s. So we were in that stage of, of uh, getting tied down. So yeah, we jumped in the car that summer and we drove across Canada, my sister and I, and set up camp here. And then a few years later, my parents retired and moved out and moved my grandma out. So we basically moved everybody out here. I still have like an aunt and an uncle back back east but other than that we moved everybody out here so that's awesome you just all transplanted together <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I love that like I know moving to the your desired location but not having to lose your family ties because they're totally. willing to come too I know wow. I'm like I, I look at that I'm like thinking my parents like you know obviously they always wanted to retire there and it's probably like one of those things to be like ah but our girls so like man it worked out that we we're like okay we'll go there first <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's awesome. So I, and we live five minutes. No, not even. I can walk to my sister's in five minutes, but we live literally like we're like a couple of minute drive from each other. Oh, we're just losers. Oh, that's not losers. If everything, if you get along, it's not being losers. No, it's not. I was like, yeah. I was like, God, we sound disgusting. And like some people would be like, really? <laughs> No, it's dreamy. It is. It is like anybody who yearns for that. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, I'm drooling. I want that so bad. Like, right. It is so nice. I do love it. I'm like, you know, maybe a significant other may not like it as much, <laughs> but because, um, you know, everybody's yes. stopping in at any time mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, it's like, that's just how we've always been. So it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. I love those close family connections where they stay with you throughout your whole life. It's not, they don't just like fall away or if they, you know, lessen because of the phase you're in, they just pick right totally. back up and are super strong. Yes. That, that's exactly. Yes, absolutely. We've definitely had those like, let like, especially with me on this journey and stuff, we've definitely had times where all of a sudden it was like a little bit less and, you know, you feel that kind of, but you always know that underlining tie is always going to be there that, that, that they're never going to, they may not agree with what you're doing, but they're never going to, you know, disappear. Right. There's, they're not going to like cut you out. No, never. No. Yes. yes. Mm -mm. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. For, from your childhood, it could yep. be when you're early childhood or later, what is your favorite memory? So when you think of a memory from your childhood, what pops in your mind as being one that brings you the most joy? Oh, geez. So many. Um, I think, I think like, okay, I'll just like, there's obviously there's so many that I, I feel like I have, but, um, like I loved, I remember this memory of like my dad. So he would come home later at night. He'd have to travel from Toronto to Mississauga. And, and I remember one time we would just play games. Like we'd be playful. Right. So whether it was hide and go seek or stuff like that. And I remember one time we turned off all the lights in the house <laughs> And I went down to the piano and I took the lowest key. And when he walks in the door, it's like, dumb. 
dumb <laughs> <Then> like <"Ooh." laughs> oh my god my poor no. dad is probably like so exhausted oh, happy to be you... home <laughs> oh little did and it's good foreshadowing for what you do later yeah. <laughs> it's so true I... <laughs> i'm like oh my god i'm like yeah it's just like we always kind of like had those moments like my dad was very uh playful mm. um you know we used to I remember we used to like sit in the garage when there would be a huge storm because in Ontario like I miss the yeah. storms we don't have it here yeah. in Victoria and uh I remember we would you know sit in the garage open up the garage door have snacks and literally sit in chairs and watch the storm <laughs> go oh, I love like that. I know I'm like all these like little things that you're just kind of like oh man they're so wholesome um, and they're so small, but they were like so impactful for, mm -hmm. for me. I'm like, I loved it. Yeah. So I had a lot of those moments growing up. I feel very blessed in that, that I was able to have a lot of those memories. I yeah. love how you said those, the little moments that are the most impactful, which is completely true. Like mm -hmm. my fondest memories that pop up are the smallest ones. Maybe right. they happened all the time, but maybe just this one time it stuck out in your mind. Totally. But like, yeah, watching the storms in our big living room windows. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel that, like getting the popcorn or chips with my brother and just like watching the storm. Absolutely. That's what we did. Like so, just the fun. Yeah, it didn't cost anything. It's just those those fun moments that, you know, you create. Um yeah, I remember like the Disney Channel would come on because obviously we didn't have TV like we do today. And I remember Sunday night, Disney Channel would host a movie and everybody would get a popcorn and get downstairs and <laughs> wait for uh, the, what Disney movie was coming on, right? Like all of these fun things that you're just like, man, man, like we really like, you think now like with our kids and the, it's just everything's at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. and back there he was like beggars don't be choosers you were just like what's playing I'm so excited <laughs> yeah you had no idea they no. might show you a preview in the show before in a commercial maybe yeah but yeah you had no idea no and you sit through the commercials right the commercials were your pee breaks like yes. you had to like run <laughs> go to mm -hmm. the bathroom and it's coming back on so I'm like I know <laughs> we only had one bathroom too so it's like hurry up because everyone's got to go <laughs> and this is the summertime and then we lived on a farm so I guess people could go outside if they wanted to but pop, pop a squat pop a squat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that well, would work there was mostly boys in the house so they oh, they're so lucky <gasps> I Man. just can't I it's, know it would be nice to pee in public without exposing yourself oh anymore. my gosh and not getting it all over yourself like right like it's it, it, there is and now we're digressing but there is a technique <laughs> you have to like you have to manage your flow oh, you <laughs> and can't go direction yes. and you have to like hold yourself in a certain spot and like you have to like play around with it you gotta like and you gotta I, make sure I'm nothing like, comes and bites your butt you know well, like well I yeah like I think I've got like some well I'm a farm kid right so mosquitoes you get some mosquito bites yeah, yeah that's, I, know. You know. I know but as a boy mom I will have to say that was so convenient oh yes <laughs> I would right I'm yeah. like I would watch my sister and she had girls and she would have to like hold their hands and they pop the squat back and they'd be like mom help me and I would be like just go by that tree and they would just take care of it themselves I know so I great. I'm so jealous of all the boy moms like yeah. I used 
because in some places it's not you can't really get a girl to squat properly without big show so big show, i'd have yeah. like a little porta potty little or a little you know those little potty things yep, in yep, our yep. car because like yep. when you're at the park you don't want to leave you know heaven no. forbid if you leave early yes um, absolutely i'm just like oh my gosh oh i know i'm like it was just so i just i remember looking and being like oh wow you know i really wanted a girl and 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 I'd look at these little moments and be like, damn, well, you just looked out on that one, Allison. I'm like, that was easy. <laughs> just go over to that tree, do it yourself. <laughs> oh, it's that it's a it's, it's the it's that easy button. Yeah, I'm just like the button. And thank you. You know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know I exactly what it is. Push my air button and you know what I'm doing. Oh, I know exactly what you do because I push that easy button all the time. I'm like, where's the easy button? That's how I like to live life. <laughs> Why make it harder than it has to be? I know. Why? I Why know. To overcomplicate things for like the appearance for other people. Oh, it's so silly. And so I'm like, no, I've always kind of been like, oh, let me get the easy button. So I'm like, where is it? I know. So it's yeah, it's not lazy. It just makes sense. It's practical. It's Thank time you. efficient. Uh, Thank I'm you. Efficient. Yes, I like being efficient. Not me fancy. Too. Me too. See, this is where we connect. I'm not fancy, but I am very efficient. Yes, exactly. I love that. I love that. So funny. Beautiful. And I'm going to steer back to my questions. (laughs) Good. Um, (laughs) It's going to happen a lot. (laughs) It's going to be fine. It's all good. It's all good. So from your childhood, where were on your spiritual journey towards where you are now, what were some key stopping points or key moments that were important? Maybe not just when, not for your awakening, but mm-hmm. for your growth and development. Yeah. And then that led on to your awakening. Totally. Um, yeah. I've, you know, it's funny because like as a child, so I grew up going to church um, and I would, I remember going to church um, like Christian camps in the summer all the things. Um, and I remember always questioning, like, I was always like, I don't, I would question the narrative that was being spoken, um, at church or to my grandparents who were very religious or at, you know, the Christian camp. I remember doing an overnight, um, and questioning the camp counselor about something because it didn't make sense to me. Um, and it was like, I always knew there was something, but like what they were telling me wasn't wasn't like hitting home. There was like, mm, but if you're saying this, why does this happen? Or if you're saying this and I, and I'm just that type of person, I need to fully understand it. Um, and so, you know, I remember like there was different incidences as a child. So it's like a young child. I remember one night uh, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and it was a storm. So every, all the lights were out. And I remember seeing a figure at the end of the, the hall and and screamed my head off and uh, my dad came running out tripped over the dog all the things right but you know these things get dismissed um Mm -hmm. as nothing and then as I got older um I remember we moved to a new house it was the only second house I ever lived in and now I'm like a teenager and things just started happening more I remember you know, in my bedroom, I was always getting in trouble for leaving a lamp on. And I was like, I would swear I turned it off. And I remember one day being like, you know, you're going to remember you turned it off. So I'm like, turned it off, went upon my day, got in trouble. The light was turned back on. I remember being like, 
okay, I know I can turn that <laughs> off, yeah. right? And and then I remember waking up one night in that house and seeing like a figure standing at the end of my bed and it was like a old, old, like I can still see it, an old soldier. And I remember wondering like in my head, like, I wonder if there was like war here or something like it, all these questions start coming into my head. And, and even like with my family, like, I remember we would swear that somebody was home. Like I'd be downstairs on the, on the computer and I'd be like, who, Oh, Hey, who's home. And, and it happened to all of us. So it was very like active. So I would say that was the most active it started becoming. And it's just, things started to become more active in my life. I would dog sit or house sit and I remember my sister was like this big mansion we thought we were so cool uh <laughs> stay it was a very very big mansion um they had like the intercoms in all the rooms mm -hmm. and um I remember her and I were like getting ready to go out and we were playing music on this on the intercom system and all of a sudden this voice the music stops and this voice comes over like this very like and it was like like it was the craziest thing and I was like what the what the and then my sister like comes in and I'm like and she was like did you hear that I'm like mm -hmm. and I was like but I can't I can't. and like I was like I'm not gonna get freaked out because I'm just gonna freak her out and then we're gonna run out of this <laughs> mansion and never come back and uh it was like all of these like crazy things happened there it was so nuts um but it was like you know, I would say like closer to my development, like I was always interested in psychics, always. I was always interested in planets and the stars. Like I just, I remember just being so curious about what's out there um, and just drawn to the stars. And, you know, I think it was more when it really kind of, it was my adulthood that when it really kind of clicked in for me. Um, and it was, you know, before it was always like just a curiosity and I loved going to a psychic and it was fun and all those things. I totally believed in all of it, um, but never believed that I had any position or I could be, or I could do this type of thing. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't until my son, I guess it really was when my son um, was seeing spirits and I ended up stepping up like I needed to learn more type of thing mm -hmm. that kind of like propelled me onto the journey of like understanding it um and then obviously going down this path of developing it type of thing yeah I love it yeah love it. so fun for if you could go back to yourself when you were maybe a teenager or early 20s yeah what would you say to yourself then that would help that would encourage you towards this path or just help you along it make it or what, what advice would you give yourself well I think the biggest advice I think the biggest advice I'd give myself is to not care what people think mm -hmm. you know this that was a big that was a hard thing on this journey for me um as an adult as where I'm at, um, you know, a couple of years ago, like I, I couldn't even, I wouldn't tell anybody that I developed my intuition. I wouldn't, you know, I, di I didn't feel safe to put it on social media. I didn't, all of those things. This was a big, big transformation in a short period of time. And so I think I would like look back and I just wish I didn't care so much what other people thought. Um, you know, I, I in my early twenties, like it wasn't in my 
perception like you know and I guess it would be you know also being able to know that that was something that it wasn't just for special people um that everybody can have and to trust yourself more and to listen to yourself more um trust the little inklings that you're having but I think the biggest thing for me that got in my way was caring what other people thought I was just so self-conscious and too much focus on on that like that kind of consumed me that that would have so many aspects in life, right? Would have kind of like helped if I was just like, I'm just gonna dance to my own beat, you know, and not be scared to do so, right? Yeah. So, how many people, especially the women, girls, yeah, need that, right? They just care way too much what other people's opinions, other people's views, more so yes. than our own. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah. And I still battle with that all the mm-hmm. time, like. You know, it's such a, it's such a hard program to release. And, you know, it's just something that, you know, you look back and you think, oh man, if I didn't care so much about what people thought, I wouldn't have cared about so much about my body image, right? That would have been one of them. Um, And just the freedom that you would have from that. Like I admire people that, like I really admire people when you, when you do meet somebody that's just like, I don't care. I don't care. And I'm like, man, I want to be like you. Right. Yeah. And when people don't care about certain things with themselves, about other people's opinions, they don't care if you do something as well. So they give you so much freedom to be yourself. Yeah. And, oh, and you can see that freedom in them, right? Like that freedom, like not in the sense of, I don't care. And I'm going to, you know, I don't care if I hurt people and stuff like that, but like, I don't, it like the fact that you can just be yourself and you can like, I was never a trend center set, setter with like clothes. Oh no, 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 no. Allison waited until it was full into trend because yeah, don't want to go outside that box. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take that risk, you know? Well, what if you get it wrong? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Or people are going to be like, before it becomes trendy, they're going to be like, those are stupid. And I'm like, mm. okay. you know, but you had those people in school that all of a sudden they just would wear and I would be the one that would be like, I wouldn't say it obviously, but I remember I'd be like, oh no, I would never wear those. Mm-mm. And then, you know, six months later, it's the trend and I'm wearing them. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, but I admire people like that that can just do it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I completely agree. I've taken upon myself to try to be more like that, push myself to be more like that. Yeah. And I can see my baby steps along the way but it's, there's still many steps to go. There's so many times from childhood where you either were told you had to be a little quiet or be like everyone else, or you just felt like you needed to, for some reason. Like, I think that empathic kind of thing where you could just kind of pick up on other people's expectations of you and you just took them on. Oh yeah. I definitely feel that like chameleon. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, that's, it's one of those things, like, I feel like my chameleon, being a chameleon, because I definitely am, mm-hmm. um, it can serve you and not serve you, you know, mm-hmm. like at work and dealing with customers and clients and being able to be adaptable to who's in front of you. Definitely. I would say my superhero, yeah. <laughs> we kind of like talk about like, what's your super strength? And I'm like, yeah, I can adapt to who's in front of me. I can you know, it helps me connect with people easily and I can establish those relationships. So I definitely see the value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also can see where it's like, that's a very um, 
it's a very tight line to like walk because, you know, even though you can like, oh, it's easy to get along with everybody and anybody because you can adapt yourself. It's like, when do you start losing yourself and start just making it what everybody else wants to? So that's definitely like this, oh man, like ever since kind of like going down my awakening path, yeah. it's, it's just been such a personal journey, right? It's like such a growth of like, who the hell am I? You know, exactly. So it's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel that very deeply where it's like, if, yeah, you think of it as a good thing because you can get along with so many people, but yeah. then you take those pretend pieces of you and form it into what you think is the real you, but it's mm-hmm. just a shell. It's a coating. It's not the real you. You don't actually know who you are. So yeah. through this awakening, through all this stuff, you have to rediscover who you are, yeah. learn what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, because how much of what you have portrayed to the world is just pretend you? Oh, exactly. Built over time, like, and you've lost. Like you don't even know yourself. But you know, and I, I think a lot of people, you know, in this work, doing this work, and connecting to people, um, you know, at a soul level, when you're like going that deep with somebody, you realize a lot of us don't know who we are. Yeah, a lot of us are you know, living life from these programs or these expectations that were placed on us um, at a very young age and we've just accepted it. And so, you know, I think a big part is like, I know in my readings, there's been a ton of readings that I'm directing them to do some inner work, like figure out who you are, because once you know who you are, it's like, I don't know, it's like you step into your power. I, I've changed I've changed so much. And I always kind of say it's like Allison 2.0 because I haven't changed in the sense that I'm like, you know, nobody can recognize who I am. And, and man, like she really, you know, she's really weird or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, it's like, I still, I still have those fundamental things of myself that I know that are my core, but I've let go of the things or, and I'm still in that process, but I can definitely see when that shift was happening um, because I was making people around me uncomfortable. Um, And it was just kind of like, just being like, actually, no, like, why do I have to be the docile one? Why do I have to just go with the flow? And why have I identified with that person? Like, you know, people are like, oh, she's just, you know, you're just so easy to get along with. You just go with the flow. And then you realize like you take that on like a, like um, a badge of honor, but then you're like, actually, <laughs> I'm like giving up my own wants and needs so that I can hold this badge of honor that mm-hmm. somebody's put on me, you know? And it's like, you start to kind of realize like, actually, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. And that's my opinion and may rock the boat, but that's okay. You know? Yeah. Knowing when to hold your ground. Totally. Yeah. And that was, that was so hard because I'm definitely a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> and I still say recovering because it's still hard, but I'm like, I remember this one um, time that, you know, so my, I have a sister and an older sister and she's um, more volatile. So I've always been like the very kind of like go with the flow. I don't, I don't have like I, I get very excitable, but I, I don't have like anger. Like I don't, it don't snap. Like it takes a lot for that to happen. And so my sister's always been that like, you know, like, oh, don't poke the bear. And then, um, and I remember we were like planning a, 
I think it was Canada Day or something like that. So my, my parents and my sister and her family and me and my family, and we we're all planning something. And um, the plans, like my sister can be quite flaky sometimes. And the plans would just like start changing and changing and changing. And so I was uh, driving to an appointment. So I was going for a massage for an hour. So was not going to be able to be reached. Um, I remember I like called or texted and I said, okay, so we, this is the plan. We're meeting at this beach at this time. Mom's bringing food, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yep. That's the plan. See you then. Perfect. Um, I come out of my hour massage and all of a sudden, like my phone's just blown up with like, actually we've changed plans. Kelly wants to do a hike. And so we're going to, um, this place and we're going to do this and we're going to hike in the food and all that stuff. And I was like, what? And I'm like, actually, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go for a hike. I don't want to have to, um, you know, backpack the food in. Like, you know, I really wanted to go to the beach that we originally were going, all these things. And I was just like, no, this, that was wrong. You guys can't change the plans without even consulting with me when you knew I couldn't make any, right? And so I was, there was the first time and I just kind of said, you know what, guys, you guys go enjoy me and the boys are going to go to, and my family are going to go to the other beach. Well, that was like, what? <laughs> like, it was, yeah. no, you can't do that. Like, no, like we have to, we have to do this as a family. And I said, guys, and I seriously, I was like, I'm not mad, but I'm, I'm not mad. Like I'm totally fine with me and my family going there, but I, but I don't want to go to there. So I'm going to stick with the original plan. I'm not mad. We're good. You guys do what you need to do, like have fun. And I really wasn't mad. Like I didn't care at that point, but it was such a big deal. Cause it was like, no, we have to stay together and blah, blah, blah. So then it was like, you know, everybody came to the original plan. My sister pouted the whole time. Um, it, was, it was so bloody awkward. I was like, this is fun. Uh, <laughs> just like, you know, but it was like, first time I kind of stood my ground to be like, actually, no that was wrong. And you should have waited to get my opinion. And because I've always been the, the doormat that just kind of went with it, I was, it shook feathers, right? I remember my sister being like, I think like two months later, her, her approaching me and bringing it up. And she was like, I was so hurt by you. And I remember being like, wow. <laughs> but yeah. that was more like a, that was, that was, you know, I, I held a lot of compassion for my family at that time because I was changing the script, right? I understood that I was changing how I showed up and it was going to take them time to um, catch up to that and to adapt to it. And so, you know, I wasn't angry at that. I was kind of like, no, I'm changing the script and they get, they have to get to know the new Allison and it's going to take this transition period. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, you jerk. <laughs> growing pains, just growing it's, pains. It's total growing pains. But it was like, but now, like, you know, it's like the growing pains are over and they kind of like, no, like they know Allison has an opinion too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love like so many people have this idea that people don't change. People don't yeah. grow. People yeah. kind of stay the same. It's like, well, like your core being, yeah, that, that does stay the same because you're the same soul. Totally. But you're allowed to try on different things and see if they fit for what you want to become. Totally. And I think, you know, I think part of it was because I was going down this spiritual path, there was this fear 
So it's like all of a sudden I'm going down the spiritual path and all of a sudden now I'm changing. And so then it was like this fear, like, what have you gotten into? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, is this, I remember my mom being like, you know, even insinuating that it's like a cult. And I was like, mom, your church is more of a cult than my spirituality. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like really. Um, And, and it just was like, it was just the sphere because it was like, yeah, this, this Allison's changing, but she's also picked up or is down this path of the spiritual awakening. It must be, it must be that, like, it must be a bad thing type of thing. Yeah. Fear of the unknown. It's not even totally. knowing what it is, whether it's good or bad. It's just, oh, I'm not, sh- I, I don't know anything about this. So therefore I'm scared. I think that's a normal response for a it's lot normal. of people. Well, I remember it surprising me with my mom because we always went to psychics. My mom mm. went to psychics. So it wasn't like that was not part of like, I've gone to psychics, psychic fairs, card readers. Like it's just been always part of our, like, not like a huge it's not like they were like hippies and that was their huge like type of thing like but it was, it was like regular occurrence. it was regular like my parent my mom yeah like my mom went when she was younger like it wasn't it wasn't absurd thing so I remember kind of being like finding that odd that I was like what I'm like but you're you totally are into this stuff so why is it why are you scared that I'm going down this path it was such a odd concept for me Mm. I even felt kind of like is it that she feels like if I'm going down this path like I'll be able to see her deepest darkest secrets (laughs) the privacy thing the privacy thing I just yeah it was it was a really like difficult time for me because it was like this transition of going into this spirituality and seeing things from a different perspective and having different opinions than your family you know like in big um things going on in the world right like we had COVID happening during that time there's big big opinions all around the board right mm-hmm. um like that was just with everybody like that was just our society at that point it became so much like my side your side and and then when I started to awaken and my viewpoint started to change because I before was completely with my family and then my viewpoint started to change and shift and I started to see see things from a bigger picture and I started to question things and all all these things and that I think was the big like whoa yeah (laughs) who's this girl that has a different opinion than our whole family (laughs) right it's like you're not going to join in this conversation of continuing on our current thought process oh yeah yeah it's like Oh, it was, it was like, I definitely was like, wow, my higher self, my soul set me up to really push through the things that were uncomfortable for me. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like, um, confrontation, confrontation, hate it. And I was like, gosh, could they have not highlighted it? Like put me in this total. Cause I had to confrontation in general, but confrontation with my family and to be the one on the outside. Yeah. You too. You right? too. Yeah. Feel ya. It's, it's like, scary. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It takes a lot of courage to do that. Right. So that was a big test. And I was like, thank you. Higher self. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're just like, you know what? You pushed me to grow. You pushed me to grow. And I must have needed it. Otherwise I wouldn't have done it. Totally. Exactly. And you know, it's like, you know, and it's like when you're in it, it's very uncomfortable, 
but I found like say it's the like, least yeah say the least oh god like it was just like I don't know how many times like I had to push through the you know letting it go that somebody was like my mom was mad or something like that like that's so hard but you know it it definitely helps being able to have that higher perspective too it's so helps to be able to zoom out and take a step back and be able to see it for what it is instead of like prior to awakening, I was just consumed by it. That was completely in my, in my vision. It would, it would have surrounded me. That's all I would have seen where I would be able to go from that perspective. Cause of course I'm, you're still human and you're still living these lives. You'd be in that perspective when it's happening, but I would able to take myself out and look at it from the bigger picture and be like, okay, Alison, you know why this is happening. Let's not get stuck in the right here, right now. Let's pull out and be like, this will pass you know, and see that it's going to pass. And sure enough, it did pass, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love any chance to remind people to step out of themselves and look from a higher perspective. It's never a bad thing. It's so easy to get like dragged into the moment and like feed off of the drama that's happening. It's so easy to get consumed by that. And like, you really have to consciously like, no, stop. I have to back up and look like it doesn't come naturally, at least for me yet. No, um, but- we'll always struggle with it. Right. Cause yeah. I still, I always struggle with it too. Right. Like there's so many times I get pulled down into the trenches mm-hmm. and you know, or you're with like friends and you get pulled into that like tunnel vision or that, you know, gossiping or that, you know, all those things. And you know, and I think one of the things we have to remember is we are still here living this human experience. So that's okay. Like, it's totally okay. And, you know, I'm going through a huge transition right now in life. And yes, I sure am. And it's like, I can definitely get pulled into that tunnel vision where all I can see and, and, you know, but I don't beat myself up when I, when I do that. And I allow myself, because that's actually part of healing and growing right to to go through it it's I definitely don't want to bypass that part of it yeah Mm. yeah yeah it's finding the riding the line of being able of being in it when you need to be in it and Mm -hmm. out of it when you need to get the perspective like totally it's I guess maybe you'd never really know you just have to feel it in the moment and see how it is and yeah always just flip back and forth if it's not right in the moment, I guess, like listen to your body. No. And I think the fact that you can flip back and forth is a gift mm-hmm. because prior to this, there was no flipping back and forth. No, <laughs> you were, were just, just in it. it. You're yeah. just in it. Yeah. And so I guess like, I look at that and think like, what a gift to be able to um, flip back and forth and recognize when you know, when you maybe, you know, dropping below the line or, you know, like I've, I've had, like, I just am able to now even call myself out on things because I can see it when I pull, pull out and have the higher perspective. And I can be like, ah, sweetie, you just, mm, no, that's not you. (laughs) Pull it back. (laughs) Popped into my head was choice. Yeah, We get to choose when we are fully in it. We're not actually choosing. Our free will's not there, but when we choose, we're using our free will. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant yeah. to choose. And I'm like, oh, snap. I love that. Oh. I know. I love it. 
Oh, I love the little, love those little nuggets that pop in. You're like, mm. yes. Oh, I, I feel know. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I love it. It's so fun. During the last episode with Mandy, we talked quite a bit about what you were offering to the public and your plans for the future. And I'm just curious from your perspective, what are your favorite things to offer as a service to other people and also what's your favorite thing to teach others Mm. um to be in this moment doesn't have to be all-time favorite but in this moment what's your favorite lights you up yeah I I do love the I love the teaching uh, aspect of it um it's to be able to see somebody click so to be able to to be on this journey with with somebody who you know starts off where you started off yourself um and it's so funny because like when Mandy and I are teaching it's like you can see yourself in every group there's always somebody that I or a couple people that I'm like oh you're me I can relate to you you know let's you know let's do this together and um and what's great is like Mandy and I are very opposite um, very, we always say, oh, there's our yin and yang. Um, and so it's kind of great because we can teach to those yin and yangs. But, you know, for me, it just fills my heart when I see like somebody go through this journey and see them transform and see them step into their power and um, realize the capabilities that they have and the healing that's come from it. Like, to see how much it's changed them on a fundamental and on a personal level, it just, oh, it just swells my heart. Like I just, I can't even, it just, that part just, you know, fills me up and, you know, or if I'm doing like a reading for somebody and they get emotional or they, it somehow has impacted them. Like I have always been drawn to helping people. I remember I wanted to be a sex therapist when I was a kid, uh, that it was how like- little. Uh, I know, I know, not like little, little. <laughs> Can you imagine? When did you start having that when dream? I was six years old. And did you understand what it was? Therapist. Yeah. I was a teenager. I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I remember being like, I want to be a sex therapist. And I remember my mom convincing me not to, mm-hmm. um, saying, you know, like, oh, you know, you're going to talk to people who want to like have sex with a dog or something. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Um, I don't want to talk to those people. <laughs> I think you and, can choose your clients a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. I was like, oh, that's, but that's what she put in my head. And I'd yeah, be yeah. like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I remember I wanted to be a therapist to youth at one point, mm. but again, was convinced, you know, like, oh, you don't make a lot of money when you, you know, all these things. But mm-hmm. I always was drawn to helping people and in a therapy way, like in a way of like talking and, and stuff. And and it was funny because I went into banking um, completely opposite of any of that. but. The crazy thing is, is that I would have appointments with clients and they would share deep things with me. And I don't know how many times I had clients say, oh my God, like, I feel like I just had a therapy session. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I opened up. And I remember like sitting there being like, oh my God, I was fulfilling what, what I needed. Cause I was like, no, absolutely. And like, we would sit there for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours sometimes and we're talking a banking appointment. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would like be able, like, I remember one lady like leaving and saying, oh my God, like my husband's not going to believe, like I just had a marriage counseling appointment. Uh. <laughs> and 
and, uh, and so it's just like, it was always there. It was always there that I wanted to help. And so when I, now I'm like fulfilling that, you know, I'm teaching other people how to become empowered and to step through the blocks that they've given themselves. And I'm, you were teaching them how to um, connect back to their soul. But when I'm doing one-on-one with, with anybody, like it's a counseling, like it totally feels like a counseling. And Mandy will tease me all the time um, because my readings like typically can last like you know, sometimes like I've had a lot go an hour and a half to two hours. Um, oh my. Yes. Yeah. And so she's always like teasing me. And I was like, but the thing is like, it's the, we, when we have a connection and somebody's opening up to me and like, I just don't even think about the time. Like it's being able to hold space for somebody and that I'm able to like help them. Like that was what I've always been drawn to. So, you know, I don't care about the time that it takes to me, like when I can hold that space for somebody and help them, you know, potentially move through something like that just lights me up. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get so much from the exchange just from being there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, so yeah, it's just like, I realize that my soul has always been calling me to that. And I, you know, soon realized when I was developing my intuition and, and I remember, you know, you think of a psychic, you think of like, you know, am I going to get that house or the, the, you know, the surface level stuff. Mm -hmm. And I soon realized like my guide was like, "Mm -mm, that's not what you're here for. And I'm like, come on. I'm like, people don't want to hear all the deep stuff and like the stuff that needs to be healed. And it, but it became very apparent that the information I was going to receive was not going to be the surface level. It was going to be the healing part of it. Um, And it was going to be going after those shadows that need to be exposed to help people kind of bring it up and heal it. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the fun one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are. Well, isn't, well, isn't that such a contrast? Because I'm like, you know, I'm between Mandy and I, like, I'm more the one that, I don't know, I'm ridiculous. Um, I feel like I'm a child at times. And, but then it's like, you know, but then I get the serious guide, uh, spirit guide, very, very serious. Um, and the readings, like, it definitely is. They, he, what they're bringing up is, is like that healing, that serious part of it. And so it's just so ironic that it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's perfect balance because if you were super serious during the reading, delivering a lot of heavy stuff, and then you were serious and heavy afterwards, True. you wouldn't have any levity to pull that person out of that, to be able to go on with their day. You need that lightness, your laughter, your joy, that. just the way you speak, your energy you bring in, mm. it pulls them out of that heaviness. So even though they're working on it, yeah, it kind of just lifts them up. Like it just, I don't know. It feels like that would be a better union than just light, serious, light, serious. heavy, heavy, like heavy, heavy. You need the dualities to balance. That's true. I didn't think of it that way. Thank you, Leanne. Oh, it must be my Gemini coming out. My twins. Oh, boy, snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, there's so many different versions of myself. I don't even know. It's the Gemini. I'll blame it on that. <laughs> You're like, I'm multifaceted. I'm just multifaceted. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who we're getting today. (laughs) It's adventure. It It is adventure. Super exciting. Awesome. I love it. Instead of like, oh, who am I today? You're like, who am I today? Who am I today? Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have fun. 
Exactly. I love I that. I love it. Yeah. It's fun. Keeps you on your toes. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, is there anything special that you want to share with us about what's coming up that you're really excited about personally? Ooh. Oh God, there's always so much. <laughs> Mandy and I are just like always like percolating different things, like mm-hmm. all these things. And it's so funny because you just like want to just do it all, but then it's like, okay, things come as, you know, of pace. And so um, there's, yeah. So we like, obviously we have our courses that we we teach and what we're, we're kind of like been wanting, we've been doing this, something we've been working on for a while, just, and we really want to bring it forward is holding space for our our students afterwards. So like an alumni um, type of space to continue on that journey, because it is an ever growing journey. So even once you, you know, learn all the things, even once you go and be like, oh my God, I met my spirit guide. Oh my God, I know how to read energy. What? I can go to the Akashic Records. I can heal. Like it's such a fast journey. And all of a sudden you get it. But then it's like, you know, you after that is when you really start learning because that's when like spirit starts working with you individually and you start experiencing things that other people haven't experienced. And um, it's a beautiful process. And so, you know, that's something that Mandy are like, you know, we want to be help and support and be a part of. So we are definitely going to be offering like an alumni uh, space that um, everybody who any, everybody and anybody who's taken any one of our courses can be um, a part of so that we can all kind of grow together and stay in that community. Um, we've talked about We've talked about like a course, and this would be right up my alley, um, about healing and shadow work. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's such a big, that's something we've recognized throughout this whole journey is that is an, that is laced into everybody's journey. Mm -hmm. So whether they're going down this spiritual awakening journey, that shadow work, that inner work is there, whether they are just doing a personal journey and wanting to understand themselves more, that is there. So that is something we've kind of like tossed around that we think is really important. Um, And so to kind of do a course or something that's going to help lead people through that healing process and uh, tapping into the shadows within and, you know, being able to bring them to surface to to heal them. So that's kind of like, it's kind of like there. And that's something you could take at any point because you're never yeah. stop doing shadow work. There's never. always new shadows that come forward. Always. And it's like they come in layers, right? Oh, like yeah. something that you think you've healed and then it also shows up again. Like it's just part of life. And it's yep. a, it's a constant journey of, of moving through those things. So yeah, it's, it's as much as it sounds like shadow work. Dum, dum. No, um, it's just it's learning just about yourself. Yes. Totally. And it's bringing light to aspects of yourself that maybe you don't want to admit Mm -hmm. or see. And those are the things we actually need to bring to the surface and see. Yeah. Well, I just thought of, it's not just like dealing with the shadow and healing the shadow. It's you're illuminating the shadow. So you realize it's not scary. It's not bad. It's just a part of you. Totally. And like just the fact that you're accepting it. And like, that's when you gain control and power over it because when it's hanging out in the shadows it's got control over you but when you bring it to the light and you're like hey now you're on display you can't go anywhere who's in control there Mm -hmm. you are so you know like that's a big and you know and I can like 
hear people, I always like, <laughs> happens in our podcast how many times I'm like, I can hear people saying, what's a shadow? Um, <laughs> I hear you. Um, and so like, for instance, I had one that came up very early in my uh, journey. And I remember my first Oracle card deck and I pulled the card Envy. And I was like, I'm like, that's a stupid word. And, um, and so I remember the next day pulling a card and it was Envy again. And I was like, I'm like, ew, I don't like that word. Um, and so I'm like the third day, I like shuffle, 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 shuffle. I like did the best shuffle ever. And uh, I pulled Envy again. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, fine. And so I was resisting it. That was big time. And I was like, fine, I will look. Where do I have Envy in my life? Where am I envious? And I, you know, brought this, this word, this part of me that obviously I did not like. And I in my, in my body, I felt disgusted by it. And I brought it to the surface and it was like understanding, okay, where, and I had to be truthfully honest with myself. Where did you, where do you have envy in your life? Where are you seeing this envy? And once I was able to identify where I saw the envy, I was like, then it was dissecting and being like, well, why are you envious? What does that, what's, what's making you feel envious? And it, you know, I was able to draw all the way down to the root of it, which was my own self-worth you know? And so, you know, that's an example of bringing a shadow to the surface and then actually dissecting it and getting to the root of it. So it wasn't envy itself. It was my own inner, you know, how I felt about myself. And that's, it was just a byproduct of that. So there, there's. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't have to be huge. Like sometimes it can be. Totally. Like it can also be little things like, yeah, just little tiny shadows that you maybe you need a little flash light for and totally. that's, it comes in all shapes and sizes just like people yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful it's not scary it's beautiful <laughs> exactly just think of like instead of oh I have all these shadows it's like let's see how much light I can shine on myself absolutely you know and awareness is totally and like awareness is is the, the first step of all of it, right? Once yeah. you once you can admit and be aware of it, then you can catch yourself when all of a sudden you're like, ah, you're being envious, why? And you can stop and kind of go within. Like that's, yeah. it's just the awareness. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's big. It is big. Yeah, it awareness is, big. is like probably the biggest key. And yeah, yeah. and being and once you have it, you can't go back. No. Oh man. I know. Right. Don't you find like on the spiritual journey, I'm like, once that veil was lifted, once that was pulled and I had this awareness of like so much more beyond, it's like, you can't, you can't cover that away anymore. It's like, it's there. You see it. Yeah. So done is done. Done. Yeah. But I wouldn't go back. No, never. It's still better. It's way better. I'm glad I can't take it back because what if someone tried to like take it away? Like it's impossible. It's there. No, it's there. No. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm so glad. Yeah. To not take it back. I'm like, it is, it it is hell. Like I look at things like, you know, I'm moving through a separation right now and I definitely see like the difference of moving through it now. And I can see how I would have moved through it, you know, three, four, five years ago would have been totally different. And so I'm like, thank God I am here and I can go through it the way I'm going through it and not creating karma or, you know, stuck energy and all that stuff. Like it's, well, yeah. And you don't have, you're not creating all this stuff for your kids. 
Totally. Like that's huge. It is huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you know, I, yeah, it's, and it's just made it so much better for my kids and, and all of that. So I'm just like, damn, I'm like, yeah, you see where it can be like, so even though I do feel like the awakening was probably, you know, it was definitely contributed to the separation. I think only in the sense that I was able to see things for what they were instead of living in a fog and just continuing on. So not in the sense, like it was like, oh my God, the awakening. And I was like, see you later. Um, but it, it definitely opened my eyes two things. So yes, it contributed to it, but then I was able to, um, you know, be able to move through it at a, at a higher level, I would say like, um, higher level. What is that? That sounds pompous. <laughs> like you did, you weren't stooping to someone. No, I do. And yeah, yeah. And that, and so that's totally it because like, you know, the whole time I've been like, my biggest priority is my relationship with with my kid's dad. And so if that means like, I'm not going to go and stoop low or, or get stuck on small things, like mm-hmm. material things. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care where maybe before I would have had the justice side and be like, well, that's not fair. And stuck mm-hmm. my, my heels in and been like, you know, I never, you know, I would have still had the, I want to have the best relationship with my, my kid's dad for sure. But I could have gotten very stuck in the, the justice side because I have a very strong sense of justice. And so uh, that is one thing I have found where I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm like the bigger picture. My mic just dropped. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. I was oh, all, fine. It all oh. perfect. Yeah. I was like, oh, it fell out, but it was I thought it was like scratch, scratch, scratch. Um, Perfect. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. So that's where it's just because again, it's given me the bigger picture, not being tunnel visioned. And, you know, if there's something that triggers me, because you're always going to have triggers, Mm -hmm. um, I can, I can take a step back and, and be like, okay, but this is, this is the biggest, why is this triggering you? Blah, blah, blah. Where before I wouldn't have had the foresight to do that type of thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh I can just talk your ear off. I know. Well, I could. I'm like, so do we have like five more hours? Like, uh, let's talk about everything. Let's talk about everything. I'll even talk about socks. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I love talking. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I, I enjoy listening and I enjoy throwing in bits and then just like finding a tangent. I'm like, oh, this one, I'm going to go. Yes. I'm going to go with that one. I love that. I love that. <laughs> And I want to know, who do you look up to either personally or professionally, or you can do one of each or whatever you choose. So professionally in this profession, um, it's so funny because I can put lots of people up on pedestals and I have my whole life (laughs) all the time. And I'm learning to not put people up on pedestals. Um, But one person that I feel very um, aligned with and it just feels right is uh, one of my mentors. Her name's Danielle. Oh, oh you yes, know. yes. I'm you can like, say the full name because other people don't know. But Danielle Sarank. I'm like, so I'm like, that's where we met. Yeah, um, yeah. But she just, um, you know, I've we've had her on our podcast a few times, and it just like, and when we've had her, like when I was learning under her, it just she just felt right. Like she's Mm -hmm. just so down to earth. Um, and I think a big thing for me is somebody that's genuine and that you can tell that there it's, it's purity. 
I, I get really stuck on like, I'm somebody who can just trust very easily. And then I get disappointed um, when you find out people have different, you know, alternatives or blah, 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 blah. And I know we're all human, but she's just, she's just never let me down. Like, so she's, yeah. she's just always like, I've put her on that pedestal and, and that's not fair on her, but she's just so relatable mm-hmm. and real. And I, get drawn to that being relatable and real and she's just the real deal so definitely somebody that I look up to in the industry um you know I look up to I look up to anybody that has the courage to move through this and go on this path so you know it's so funny because I like when I see our students or anybody that you know, we've worked with, like, it takes a lot of courage. And I respect that because um, I know how hard it was because it was very hard for me um, to step outside of my comfort. And so being able to watch them progress like that and to maybe not necessarily take the easier road because when we're facing shadows, we are are choosing to be uncomfortable. And so I really look up to that and admire that, that somebody's able to do that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I would like to add for the Danielle Srink part, she, she, yeah, she's so authentic. She's like, she's just who she oh, is. She doesn't pretend. No, she is who she is. So when you, you're saying like it's a pedestal, but it feels like an attainable pedestal. It feels it like is. I could grow up to be this person. It doesn't feel like, Oh, totally. I could never be as good as them. No, it's not the admiration, like almost like a worship pedestal. It's, I want to step up towards being the person that she represents for me, where it's like honor, integrity, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, compassion, and the energy energy she brings into her work, where it's like, I want to bring that pieces into me and my business and work it around to work for me, not copy but no. use those pieces as inspiration to pull those fundamentals. Yeah. She's like a breath of fresh air. I just, she is. You know, oh, yeah. Just... I just love listening to her. Um, and I actually just one more. Okay. Yes, Cause yes. I just was thinking Go right that, ahead. You know what? This wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone on this path without Mandy, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has pushed me. She continues to push me. Um, I, I definitely admire her ability to just jump into something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely like it, <laughs> it like, Sorry. no, I'm like, don't, you can, you can cough. It's well, my fine. water down the wrong way. And I'm like, oh no, oh. I don't want to interrupt you. No, no. Um, yeah, no, it's like, I just, I guess like I look at her and I think like, you know, she has definitely like took two, like went on this path and took two feet and jumped in and didn't look back. I was definitely the like, let me put my toe in first, then my foot, then my other foot. Like it, it takes like, so, you know, her being able to have that boldness and that confidence um, and even having the confidence in me um, has like, and I just remember like looking up to her going like, man, I wish, I wish I could, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could be like that. And you know what? She's helped me be like that. And, uh, she's kind of really helped push me. Um, yeah, like I seriously, I wouldn't be where I am without her. I wouldn't have done the podcast. I wouldn't have even probably done 
readings because I was so scared um, to do any of it. And like even teaching, I remember the first class teaching, and I would, oh, many classes, I was so scared. Um, but I drew on her confidence, like her being so solid. I was like, okay, I, I can be solid too. So yeah. Mm, I don't I know if that's that. like admiring or I just respect, I don't know what it is, but I'm a little, like, it's, it's a healthy admiration. Yeah. 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 I admire her confidence. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love, cause I asked both of you the same question and you pretty much had the same answers. No way. You both said Danielle. Uh, and then oh, said Danielle. her students, which is pretty much the same thing what you said for mm-hmm. people you admire personally. And then you both said each other. Uh, I don't know what she admires about me, but. Oh, there's tons. Hello. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you're just gonna have to listen and okay, then will. you'll see her words, what she says, because I'm not going to do it justice. <laughs> um, but Yes, I'm just like, oh, of course, like you guys are just like so in sync. And I don't know how many times just talking to both of you now, like one on one, that I see so much of myself in both of you. Like, mm. I'll relate one part, like, yes, I'm so much like this. And then other person, like, oh, yes, I'm so much like this. So there's always something in one of you that someone can relate to. I love that. Like, or both. Like, yeah. I just, I think your appeal is so much broader because you're together. You amplify each other up. Yeah. And you complement each other and you you're not competing. You're no. honestly you're just lifting each other up and it's just beautiful and like oh uh, like sisterhood wise, everything wise. It's just like oh, uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it just like oh, it gets me so excited and I'm like, oh, yes, I want I'm like yeah. I want a taste of that. I want a taste of you. I'm like I love that. Why, like, I love spending any time with you. I'm just like, oh yeah, I, anytime I'm in either your energy separate or together, it just magnetic and electric. Oh. And I know other people feel it too. So you're so sweet. I'm like that's so sweet. And Thank you. You're welcome. Like, I just love it. Love yeah, you we feel definitely blessed um for you know being able to do this together and we we recognize that that's uh, a unique thing we recognize that you know not everybody could do that and sometimes we're like how do we do this <laughs> like you know because it is something that a lot of people like you have falling out or you have different you know it has to be very very aligned um and that's just something not to say we don't have our you know tips and stuff like that oh god we definitely have our little little bickers um but it's just like it's still like it still like surprises us to this day that sometimes we're like wow like literally the yin and yang fitting together Mm -hmm. it was just crazy so what I hate doing she loves to do what she hates doing I love to do it's it just could it was written in the stars (laughs) well you can tell that it was designed it totally was like you can't just, deny that you're just like um this doesn't just happen no. like, we figured this out we figured this out either like as souls or in a past life or something totally. you guys like worked out all these little kinks like, you do this you do this okay cool. yeah you do, do this, this you do this. this okay and like you just like hashed it out yes to make this perfect plan and it's and just crazy. It. Yeah. It's just it like, yeah, it's so cool. Cause it just like amazes me how all of that kind of works and we'll still get, um, we'll still have times where we're like, and there's the yin and the yang again all the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm just like another little synchronous. You're like, mm-hmm, of course, 
Of course. Of course. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking with me today. I had so much fun as always. I didn't expect anything less than a good time with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I'm like, oh, you're like wanting to know me. So that's so oh. cool. I love it. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> I think more people want to know you than yeah. you think. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. It's fun. Well, you're amazing. So you're of amazing. course they want to know you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Thank well, you. you're welcome. And I'll have all your links to your stuff in the show notes and hope ev- so everybody can get in contact with you if they want to work with you further. Awesome. Thank okay. you.